superior dues and issues from a superior point of view. One of my friends, her family was living in that area and she lost her entire family. The tragedy of the earthquake in Turkey hits home through a high school exchange student in Washburn. Even here, I can feel that pain really, really bad. Plus, he's one of the biggest stars on the Twin Ports stage. Now, Gabe Mayfield shares his second album. Call the bus to Memphis with my brother. We travel south to see our sister on Welcome to Simply Superior, I'm Robin Washington. Last month, the nation of Turkey was hit by a devastating earthquake hitting a magnitude of 7.8 on the Richter scale. It took the lives of at least 50,000 people in Turkey and Syria, according to the UN, and very likely many more to come as the aftershocks continue, including a 5.2 magnitude quake this week. The United States and countries around the world have rushed aid to the region, but those touched by the disaster aren't just halfway around the world. Suday Kanan is a senior at Washburn High School and an exchange student from Turkey who arrived in Wisconsin at the beginning of this school year. She has first-hand connections to the tragedy, as well as ways to help, and she joins me now from Washburn. Welcome to Simply Superior, Suday. Thank you. So Turkey is a big country, and I would say with many really diverse regions that not all of our listeners would be familiar with. So where precisely are you from, and what's the environment normally like? Um, so Turkey is a real mixed country. In the east side of Turkey, we have like big mountains and big valleys. But in the west side of Turkey, we have really uh, good weather, like super warm and really touristic places but i'm living like right in the middle of turkey mm-hmm. i'm really close to black sea so i'm living middle of the black sea and anatolian part in turkey so i'm kind of a little bit far away from the earthquake area but uh, my town is affected by the earthquake too Right. Uh, You know, we just had a University of Wisconsin Superior professor on the show the other week who uh, does a uh, tutoring program for Ukrainian students. And he's originally from Siberia, which is pretty cold. And so he said he he originally came to the U.S. to Texas, which is pretty hot, (laughs) and he ended up in Superior, which is more like Siberia. So how similar is your uh, hometown to Washburn or Duluth? Uh, I'm betting it's not quite as cold. No, not that. Definitely not that cold. Like, I mean, we have some cold, but like we have only 20 degrees, maybe 10 degrees most. But in here, I saw like negative 12s, negative 20s, and it's just like so (laughs) cold. And at first, when I heard I'm coming to Wisconsin, I was like, oh, no, that place is so cold. (laughs) But I'm really happy to be here because, like, I'm living in a small area and everyone knows each other. And, like, the weather is, uh, my host dad told me, like, it's not even that cold this year. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he told you that. Okay. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so going back, though, to your home, uh, you said it's not in the area directly affected, but you have been uh, affected or people you know or your family members? 
Yes, so uh, we are 49 exchange students from Turkey. Uh, one of my friends placed in California and her family is living, was living in that area and she lost her entire family oh, no. and by the earthquake. Yeah, and she's my really close friends. And when the earthquake happens, it was like 8 p.m. in United States. And it was like 4 in the morning in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were just talking at the phone. And she said, I couldn't reach my mom. And I was like, just be calm. It can be like everything because the lines are so bad and it's okay to uh, not reach your family because everyone's trying to reach their families and everyone's trying to make phone calls, trying to call an ambulance. And I tried to call my mom Mm -hmm. and I couldn't reach my mom either for a couple hours. Um, I, I mean... I don't remember I've been scared that much all my entire life mm-hmm. because uh, I'm not seeing my family since August. And just imagine you cannot reach your family for a couple hours and you don't know if the earthquake happened in my town. Are they affected? Is my family okay? Is my uh, home is okay? And after that day, I just sleep and when I woke up my friend texted me my mom is gone and mm-hmm. yeah that was I remember I I was totally shocked because I didn't lost my any family member before and I just can't imagine how hard it is because she wasn't seeing her family since right. August too and she just lost her mom in two minutes. And where exactly is she from? Yeah, she's from Adiyaman, like right uh, over the Syria. Yeah, it's more. Um, what I've read is it's more in southern Turkey. Yep, southeastern Turkey. Yes. Um, earthquakes, you know, they happen in certain areas. So, were you familiar with them happening in Turkey? So, uh, Turkey is a, like right over in the fault lines. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, common to being like happening the earthquakes, but uh, it was never been ever this big. Two days before this earthquake, some geologists told there's going to be earthquake in Turkey in that area. And after two days, that happened. And so it was kind of expected, but nobody was expecting this much. Not, not this big, right. I mean, 7.8 no. is about as large as there's ever been. So Yes, that's true. Right. We're speaking with Sudey Kanan. She is an exchange student from Turkey, spending her senior year at Washburn High School in Wisconsin. And she's connected to some of those affected by the earthquakes that began in Turkey last month and have continued through this week. So this is not to diminish your uh, your colleagues' suffering, but uh, did your family feel anything where they were? Um, yes. Everyone asking me, is your family okay? Is your like family safe? I can say that um, the whole trick is my family and mm-hmm. we're just feeling that pain 
like coming from our hearts because all over the Turkey is suffering right now and aftershocks are still happening. We still keep losing people and there's like so many people, so many children, so many human killed there and like they're just gone now in right. just two minutes. And of course my family's feeling that too. Uh, I'm here, I'm so far away from my home and even here I can feel that pain really, really bad. Right. And I'm sure, and it's painful even to say, that your friend is not the only one I'm sure you're connected with. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. the numbers are so large that, uh, you know, we all just look at Facebook and we see how many people we're connected to, right? So, of course, uh, I'm sure you have friends in southern Turkey. Um, yes. Yeah, right. I understand you're working on some ways to help. Yes. Uh, so... Like I said, we're 49 exchange students from Turkey and United States. Mm -hmm. We're placed in like California, Washington, D.C., and Wisconsin, like all over the U.S. And we're doing fundraising for help those people because that's the only thing we can do from here. Mm -hmm. So even one dollar is count and you can buy four breads and water and you can help so many people with one dollar mm -hmm. so we're doing this fundraising on gofundme it's turkey needs you i can spell it t-u-r-k-i-y-e needs you once more t-u-r-k-i-y-e needs you so you mentioned that people are asking you if your family is okay but what's been the response in washburn i'm wondering if simply your presence there made them more aware of the tragedy or maybe paying a little bit more attention yeah i totally agree with that because um if you're not knowing someone from affected by like disasters or war i think you're not feeling that much because I mean, I can say that too for myself too, because if you're not exactly affected by that, you just can try to understand that pain and you can just uh, imagine how hard it is. But if you're knowing someone by affected by this disasters, I think people have more awareness about this. So at Washburn, like everyone was super nice to me and they really helped to do like fundraising with me and they tried to support me and they made a sign for me and everyone was like wrote good stuff and that makes me really happy and when you're going through hard stuff when you so like yeah people are really trying to understand and really trying to help you feel so much better so i can say that like in washburn uh at washburn high school people are really trying to make that awareness to other people too mm -hmm. uh, the reason i suspect that that was the case is we just had a story on about a ukrainian exchange student in wisconsin at the birchwood high school uh, last year who was exactly in the same situation you were and, of course, she was here when the war happened. 
And everybody in town knew about it, of course. Sounds just like what you're describing. And again, we heard that the town was much more aware of Ukraine than <laughs> they uh, perhaps would have been. By the way, she is uh, going to school now. She's in college in Amsterdam. And she may have done that anyway, but uh, her family has gone back and forth between Italy and Ukraine. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think she would go back to school in Ukraine at the moment. But what are your plans for, re you know, going to college after you leave Washburn? Um, so I, after this year, I need to go back to Turkey uh, because of my visa. But mm -hmm. I'm planning to, like, apply in colleges in the United States and Canada and Germany and Italy and other countries. I'm planning to study music. I mean, my dream college is Berkeley College of Music, but we'll see. Do you play an instrument? Yes, I'm playing guitar, violin, and piano. But I'm mostly interested in, like, singing, mm -hmm. so, like, vocally. But I'm writing songs, too. I hope they're going to be better after a couple of years. What's the main thing you want to tell people? Uh, again, I know you've already gotten wonderful responses from people, but what is the main thing you'd want to tell people in northern Wisconsin and Minnesota about Turkey in general and about this crisis and maybe the future? Mm -hmm. So I know sometimes it's hard to like understand what's going on if it's not affecting you. Because in uh, 2020, there was an earthquake in Turkey too, but I didn't affect like super close any of my friends affected by that earthquake and I didn't understand what is going on exactly. So I know it's hard if you're not affected by any disaster or like any hard situation to understand what's going on. But if you're trying to help, trust me, you're doing so much bigger than you think. And sometimes we just keep going on our lives because we need to do that but i'm just living it's not just about us mm -hmm. it's just not about me it's just not about you it's just all about all of us all of us right i don't think i could say it better than that we've been speaking with today kanan she's an exchange student from turkey spending her senior year at washburn high school and she's been connected, or she is connected, to those affected by the earthquakes that began in Turkey last month and are continuing through this week. Thank you so much for joining us today, and our condolences for your losses. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll be back after this. Simply Superior, I'm Robin Washington. Gabe Mayfield is one of the best known and popular performers in the Twin Ports theater scene, 
That includes Renegade Theater in Duluth, the Lyric Opera of the North, and the Lake Superior Community Theater, and particularly the Duluth Playhouse, where he's been in I don't know how many performances of dramas and musicals for at least the 15 years I've known him. He's sung any number of Broadway tunes, of course, and in the last two years, he's branched out into a singing career with his album The Power of Love dropping in 2021. Now he has his second called Showdown, and he joins me now. Welcome to Simply Superior, Gabe Mayfield. Hello, Robin. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here and being here again. So uh, I pointed out that I've known you for quite a few years, but I just noticed your middle name is Levert. First of all, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Levert, like like you just said. (laughs) Okay. Well, I got that right. And I have to ask, I got this thing about names. I do uh, make immediate association to other people who have, you know, the same name. So the only other Levert I've ever heard of is Eddie Levert, who was the lead singer for the OJs. So (laughs) (laughs) any relation or just an inspiration? I don't think so. Um, I got that. I got my middle name from my father. His name is Levert. Uh Uh-huh. And that's how they say his name. So I got that from him. Is it spelled the same way or? Yeah. Huh. And you're sure you're not related? So you're not going to do your genealogy? <laughs> I don't think so. But like, um, you know, Curtis Mayfield's around Chicago. And I don't know, man. I might be. <laughs> well, and you're originally from Chicago. Yep. Uh, you know, I hadn't put two and two together because, again, I've known you for so long. I, I already got the Mayfield thing kind of out of my head. So <laughs> I just <laughs> stumbled onto Levert. So, uh, yep, if you like Curtis Mayfield and you like Eddie Levert, you're going to love Gabe Levert Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have never talked about your uh, uh, inspiration. So, you know, who exactly were the people you were inspired by musically? Um, I I have to say probably Ray Charles. He's one of the ones I really listened to a lot and 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 basically like studied how he he sung and and really loved the way he um approached music. Um mm-hmm. he was really, you know, gifted in like, you know, how he could hear things that other people weren't in tune to like he could hear if something was off just a little bit mm-hmm. and so I, I really admired him because i do everything by ear because i you know i wasn't trained how to read music or um trained how to sing or anything like that i had to like develop those skills through experience but i'd say ray charles marvin gay um, Frank Sinatra, um, Sammy Davis Jr. And then, um, when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of R&B, uh, like Darnell Jones, um, Art Kelly, um, you know, he's from Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. and then 112, Bell, Bib DeVoe and all that stuff. I, I started exploring that, um, when I got a little older and started to like girls. <laughs> that starts influencing you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause if you could sing, you know, they were interested in you. But when I got into the theater scene, I, I really started to explore 
the classics and things like that. So, well, I was going to say you said that you know you didn't have formal training; it was self-taught, basically. Uh, but uh, you, you got to put a big asterisk on that—that that you've been doing the theater for so long that that's a lot of training. And of course, you've had any number of people who've been working with you in the theater. Obviously, they didn't just say go out there and sing a song, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and plus. We have attracted some, you know, pretty talented people as, uh, uh, well, directors and coaches and everything on certainly the Playhouse performances, correct? Right. Anybody in the performance world in Duluth or who's visited Duluth who really made an influence on you and gave you some tips? Well, um, I would have to say definitely when I, when I attended uh, UWS, um, I took a theater directing class in the a couple of acting courses and I met um John Munsell. Mm-hmm. He was a, a theater instructor and um he knew something about me. Like he could tell he was like he was like can you sing? And I was like, no, I, I rap, man. I rap. And he was like, but have you ever sung before? I said, yeah, I, I could sing a little bit. And he was like, well um coming out audition for the show and i was like well, what's the show and he was like it's a little shop of horrors i said oh i'll be there because <laughs> that was my favorite that was my favorite film growing up as a kid um musical right i always wanted to portray the plant you know right. and and so when that opportunity came i i, I like jumped on that and throughout the years i, I I worked with so many music directors like uh, Sam Black. Um, let me see. I don't want to miss anybody. Um, well, it's everybody. And you know what? The main thing is I just pulled it out of you. Uh, you were claiming that you were self-taught and you didn't have any training and you just told us about your professor. So <laughs> so much for that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not only was well, he a professor, but he's the one who really got you on, as you've told us before, got you out there for the first time in Little Shop of Horrors and the wonderful role of Audrey and the rest is history. Right. While you think of those other names, I will repeat, we are speaking with Gabe Mayfield. We're talking about his musical career, the evolution of it, mixed in with his stage career and his latest album, which is called Showdown. Let's hear something from the album and I think I'd like to start with the title track. How about setting that up for us? So Showdown, um, it was a title that came to me because I've always thought about like uh, Armageddon, the end of the world and things like that. And like, what are we going to do leading up to this? Like, like what's the plan? Like, how are you going to live your life? Um, are you going to give up or are you going to keep trying? Well, I'm going to take the hopeful note on that about keeping trying rather than was, my idea to start with showdown, and I didn't even know we were doing Armageddon, but here we are. So right. here's showdown by Gabe Mayfield. I caught the bus to Memphis with my brother. We travel south to see us. Roads ain't made for everybody. Them tumbleweeds don't roll without the wind that blows the air between the trees. Oh, yeah. 
And that was Showdown by Gabe Mayfield, the title track of his recently released second album. So uh, we do have to mention your acting again, because you're like the most, you know, prolific actor in Duluth and Superior. Anything on the horizon? Any performances uh, coming up? I'll be actually working with you, I think, um, in the uh, (laughs) Uh Singing with the Stars. Singing with, with the stars at the Duluth Playhouse, where uh, we have a uh, local celebrities perform like an American Idol style performance. Um, so I'll be doing that. I'll be one of the uh, celebrity judges. So oh, <laughs> looking forward okay. to that. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to stress the word local when you say celebrities, so nobody gets any idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have been signed up for this. Part of my celebrity that qualified me for this, I guess, I don't know, is uh, I'm the board president of the Duluth Art Institute and the DAI's executive director, Christina Woods is uh, pairing with me. It was her idea, I think. <laughs> and I think she's... Well, I'm not going to give... Uh, first of all, you're a judge. I shouldn't be telling you anything. So anyway, I'm not going to give away what we're doing. Um, okay. But um, thank you very much, I think, <laughs> for this opportunity. And I'm happy to serve. How about I put it that way? Well, that uh, certainly qualifies for the enough about me statement. <laughs> Let's hear another one of your songs. How about uh, Help Me Out, which is also on the Showdown 
album, and uh, I think I was just asking you to help me out, but tell me what this is about. <laughs> oh, um, Help Me Out is basically dedicated to Earth, and, and it can go wherever you want it to be and help yourself. I actually started off writing a song because I was in a lot of pain. I got COVID back in May last year, and it took me a while to recover, and I was just talk about my pain well that certainly is making something out of adversity and i want to accentuate what you just said there because you hear so many people say oh i got covid but it was no big deal that's not always true okay <laughs> i've had it twice now just you know and i've been double vax tripled i don't know how many times whatever and the first time it was a big deal the second time it wasn't a small deal let's put it that way uh right. All right. Well, uh, gee, I'm trying to make a cheerful interview here and we keep getting depressing, but uh, you've right. turned it into something inspiring. So here is Help Me Out by Gabe Mayfield. Say, it's written all over my face. 
and that was Help Me Out by Gabe Mayfield. It's from his latest album, Showdown, and it is Showdown, not Show Tunes, I noticed. So I have to ask, have you ever thought about releasing an album of Show Tunes? I mean, you've performed so many already. In fact, you don't have to do anything except go get the tapes and put them together, right? Right, right. Well, like, I always wanted to. I, I'm just, like, afraid of, like, copyright stuff and, you know, just not uh, confident enough to, like, do it the right way. Like, I want a band. I don't want to download backing tracks. You know, just want to really do it professionally. So that's on my bucket list right there. All right. I think it's going to be a little quicker than Bucket. Uh, boy, again, now I'm getting <laughs> depressing again. <laughs> we're nowhere near that Bucket, okay? So, <laughs> In fact, we're going to hold you to it and see if we can't make that your third album or something. Uh, hey, people listening out, who wants to be in the band to join Gabe? Who wants as, to be uh, in the band? Yes. You've already performed with a whole bunch of people in those bands anyway. So let's, well, let me ask you this. What songs would you definitely put on an album? Get the copyrights and everything all figured out. Oh, man, that's that's a tough one. But I would have to say um, some songs from uh, Parade, uh, Feel the Rainfall, um, That's What He Said. Um, I really love the song from Andy. Um, 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 it's a song that uh, Warbucks sings to Andy. Um, he's been looking for something in his life and he found her something was missing something was missing yeah there you go thank you <laughs> the internet's a wonderful thing <laughs> <laughs> oh he was looking it up huh? okay um yeah um i like a few uh show tunes from um rent santa <laughs> fe a little shop of horrors get it oh my god so many. it sounds like so. this album's already done we just have to <laughs> stitch it together <laughs> So yeah, um, that's a really good question. And after this interview, I'm I'm probably gonna start jotting down some stuff. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get back to the current album and uh, want to take us out. How about losing my grip? That was one of my um, favorite songs to write because I actually wrote that song in pieces. So I would write like two lines a week and I kind of like mashed all these lines up together and they started to fit and make sense. And I, I was really talking about losing my grip on love. All right. Where can we find more of your music? You can find my songs on any of the um, streaming networks, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Amazon, you can download the album, anything like that. Um, so it's out there. All right. We will go out with Losing My Grip. Oh, uh, I always ask, of course, uh, where can we find more of your music? You can find my songs on any of the um, streaming networks, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Amazon. You can download the album, anything like that. Um, so it's out there. All right, we've been speaking with Gabe Lavert Mayfield Sr. His latest album is Showdown. Thank you for joining us, Gabe. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Change the climate, please. Cause I can barely breathe.
about it. No, I can't live without it. I'm trying to hold on, but feeling so strong, but I'm steady losing my grip. Something strange about it. No, I can't live without it. I'm trying to hold on, feeling so strong, but I'm steady losing my grip. Where is my shadow? It's not in the place it used to be. I'll find it laying next to me, yeah. Looks like you're happy now. Lost but I'm holding on to you, yeah, yeah. I'm anxious to figure out, yeah, well, if you still feel the same way. Something strange about it. No, I can't live without it. I'm trying to hold on, feeling so strong, but I'm steady losing my grip. Something strange about it. No, I can't live without it. I'm trying to hold on, feeling so strong, but I'm steady losing my grip. We were always in the cloud, trying to paint a picture in the sky. strange about it No, I can't live without it I'm trying to hold on Feeling so strong But instead of losing my grip Coming up, more on Singing with the Stars and the Regional News and Review. Welcome back to Simply Superior. I'm Robin Washington, and we're joined by Rick Lubbers of the Duluth News Tribune. Hello, Rick. Hi, Robin. And Shalon Monroe, multimedia journalist for WDIO-TV. Hello, Shalon. Hello, Robin. So, Rick, last week, Cirrus Aircraft of Duluth suffered a devastating loss with the crash of one of his planes piloted by a beloved longtime engineer and company executive. And this comes amid other struggles for the aircraft manufacturer. Yes, it does. Um, a Cirrus plane crashed into the St. Louis River near Grassy Point in West Duluth late Friday afternoon, uh, killing the lone occupant, 52-year-old Dave Rathbun from Hermantown, was the uh, Vision Jet Chief Engineer at Cirrus, where he had worked for 26 years. He was flying solo in a privately owned 2016 Cirrus SR-22. Um, it does not appear that the plane clipped the nearby Vong Bridge, uh, and Duluth police report that no structures in the area were damaged. The crash did leave a long gash in the river ice, and a portion of the plane was still visible above the water from the Vong Bridge on Friday afternoon. 
preliminary data from flight tracking websites uh, indicate the plane took off from Duluth International Airport um, shortly after 4 o'clock on Friday, turned south, and then descended to a spot near Grassy Point at about 4.07 p.m. Uh, the Federal Aviation Administration and National Transportation Safety Board are investigating the crash. And as you mentioned, Robin, this comes amid the FAA's decision uh, to issue an airworthiness directive that effectively grounds many of the company's recently produced piston engine airplanes until they can be inspected. Um, at issue is a manufacturing error discovered by Continental Aerospace Technologies, which is uh, Sirius's supplier of engines for two of its most popular plane models, the SR-22 and the turbocharged SR-22T. Now, the crankshafts in some of those engines produced between June 2021 and February 2023 were improperly assembled, making them susceptible to catastrophic failure. Uh, the Cirrus SR-22 involved in last week's fatal crash um, had an airworthiness date of 2016 and was registered in 2020, according to data from flight tracking websites. So it was not one of the planes that was subject to the grounding. Correct. Right. Also on Friday, there was another loss of life in Duluth in a police-involved shooting. Yes, uh, a man who was fatally shot by a Duluth police officer last week was a military veteran who in recent years struggled with mental illness. Uh, 34-year-old Zachary James Shogren was killed by multiple gunshots as officers attempted to arrest him uh, near his home on the 1500 block of East 3rd Street around 2.20 p.m. on Friday, according to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Uh, Shogren allegedly was armed with a knife during the encounter, and court records show that a criminal complaint had been filed that same afternoon charging him with felony threats uh, related to a series of violent and threatening text messages sent to his sister. Uh, authorities said the identity of the officer who fired the fatal shots will remain confidential as he or she was working in an undercover capacity. Uh, the BCA reported that officers encountered Shogren in the alley behind his home armed with a knife. On body camera video, officers can be heard ordering Shogren to drop the knife as he moved toward them. Neither taser nor uh, less lethal sponge rounds were effective in stopping him, according to the BCA, and Shogren can be seen on video running toward the officers, which is when an officer shot him. Officers performed life-saving care until Shogren could be taken to the hospital, where he later died. Shogren, a Two Harbors native, served nine years in the Army National Guard, deploying to Iraq from 2011 to 2012. Uh, records show that Shogren had a handful of prior uh, impaired driving cases in Minnesota, but he had no apparent history of violence until a May 2020 incident in which he reportedly fired a pistol into the air and threatened to kill his parents uh, at their home. Once complete, the BCA will forward its investigation without charging recommendations to the St. Louis County Attorney's Office for review. Well, in uplifting news, as in looking up to a clock tower perhaps, if you want to know what the proper time is in Duluth, you could stop by Denfield High School. <laughs> yes, uh, high above West Duluth on Saturday, Duluth Public Schools contractors put one of the finishing touches on a facelift of the clock tower at Denfield High School. Uh, crews hoisted a 28-foot-tall bronze spire atop the school's iconic clock tower, symbolically capping a years-long, approximately $950,000 renovation of the school and neighborhood landmarks exterior. Uh, remaining work includes re-roofing the tower, uh, installing a new access hatch and ladder, repairing one of the four drive shafts that power the tower's clocks, and setting the clocks to the correct time. So 
it's not quite at the uh, correct time that it should be, but that will be coming <laughs> soon. Uh, school district contractors have been uh, repairing um, the tower for about two years. Uh, the water diversion system on top of the tower failed uh, during a rainstorm in December 2020, and that allowed water to trickle down behind the tower's brickwork. Uh, when the water froze again, it loosened those bricks, causing some of them to pop out entirely. Uh, district staff first noticed the problem when bricks began landing on the school's roof in January 2021. Uh, with those repairs, uh, it'll take about 50 years before the masonry on the outside of the tower needs to be touched up, contractors estimate, and about 100 years before it needs to be substantially worked on again. Okay. Well, turning to the Wisconsin side, if you live in a rural area and you're listening to our show online, great, but you might be the exception. Many parts of our region still don't have broadband, but might be getting closer. WPR's Danielle Kading has this report. Despite the infusion of federal dollars, the head of the Public Service Commission said state funding will be needed to ensure everyone has high-speed Internet. Wisconsin's share of funding will be based on new broadband maps released last year by the Federal Communications Commission. Multiple states have already challenged their accuracy, including Wisconsin. PSC Chair Rebecca Vox says state funding is necessary to fill any gaps. If the funding is allocated on faulty maps, then by definition we're going to receive less than we should. The PSC submitted 269,000 challenges to Internet provider service claims. The FCC accepted fewer than 8 percent. Fox says the state expects to learn its share of federal funding by June. Daniel Kading, Wisconsin Public Radio. And Shalon, for better or for worse, Wisconsin has a reputation for alcohol consumption, which is a particular problem when it comes to driving. A superior man might be an example of that? Yes, Robin. James Ralph Whitwell has been charged with his ninth DUI. His prior DUI convictions ranged from Minnesota to Wisconsin, with his last one occurring in 2010. This time, he had a $2,000 cash bond set and was ordered to not drink and drive. So can you put this in context? How significant is nine DUIs? Is that the worst? So nine DUIs is very significant, but there's an even bigger number. According to the Grieve Law Firm that has several offices in southern Wisconsin, 74-year-old Wallace C. Bowers of Green Bay has a total of 18 DUI convictions, with him racking up his recent one in January 18th of 2021. All right, and a reminder that even with nine charges, Mr. Whitwell in Superior is innocent until proven guilty. We've been joined by Shalon Monroe, multimedia journalist for WDIO-TV. Thank you, Shalon. Thank you, Robin. And Rick Lovers, executive editor of the Duluth News Tribune. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Robin. You can stay updated on these stories and all the regional news anytime at WPR.org, DuluthNewsTribune.com, and WDIO.com. And finally today, in our conversation with Gabe Mayfield, he talked about being a judge at the Singing with the Stars show at 7 p.m. tonight, hosted by the Duluth Playhouse at the North Shore Theater. And yes, yours truly is a contestant, although I'm not going to betray what might be sung at this time. But we did have a dress rehearsal last night. Without giving away who sang what, here are some of the sounds from it. I'm Robin Washington. Stay safe, everyone. Sorry. Sorry, we're It's okay.
We are here at the North Shore Theatre with Wes Drummond, the executive director of the Duluth Playhouse. I always say the best stories are answers to the questions, why are you here? But I'm asking, why am I here? <laughs> you are here because we have asked a handful of local leaders to get on stage at the North Shore Theatre and boldly support the arts by performing in a, the ultimate Broadway performance competition. And that would be? And that is Singing with the Stars. It is Friday, March 3rd tonight. Doors open at 6 p.m. The show starts at 7. Uh, it is a night of glitz and glamour at the North Shore Theater. There's going to be 10 local leaders getting on stage performing their favorite Broadway number in a competition to see who can be the first winner of Singing with the Stars. And they go on from here to uh, Idol or something like that, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> at least not everybody will. I can vouch for that for sure. Yes. Uh, all right. And it is for a good cause? Yes, it's a fundraiser for the Duluth Playhouse. It is our first fundraiser, in-person fundraising event since 2019. All funds raised will go towards the Playhouse's mission of creating opportunities in theatrical arts to educate, entertain, and engage our community. Okay, thank you, Wes Drummond. Thank you. Thank you.